And welcome back to the Mitchell Street Fantasy Podcast. After a nice long Thanksgiving break, we're back and it's already week 13. This is the second to last week of the regular season and there is still a surprising amount of teams still in the playoff race. From here on out, the magic number is eight. Eight wins guarantees you a playoff spot, which means three teams have locked up their spots already, but the number one seed is still up for grabs. The last three spots are being fought over between five teams. Most of those five teams are between six and seven wins, but Brandon's clinging on for dear life with five. His higher total points for is keeping him just barely in the playoff race, but a lot of things will have to fall his way for him to have a chance. Since we missed a few weeks, instead of going over all the matchups from last week, I'm just going to look at where we're all at in the standings. But we do have to give a big shout out to Dan, who's having the best second half of the season of the entire league. He's dropping 165 points on Eric last week, beating his previous season high of 154 that he scored just the week before. The loss essentially crushed any chance of Eric to sneak into the playoffs, but it did give him a huge boost in the points for category, Dan that is, and the win last week basically guarantees him a spot in the playoffs, which is a huge jump up from the midseason power rankings where I had ranked him third to last. A lot of the players that were slacking early in the season for him seem to finally be clicking, and they're stacking up to make that big playoff push at the right time. In terms of teams with no chances for the playoffs, other than Eric, we have Chris, Derek, and Ginge. Out of those three, Ginge might be the most disappointing to me, considering how hard we were all rooting for him, maybe just me, after he started off the season so hot. But roster-wise, Eric has got to be the most disappointed after fleecing me before week one, lots of us had the opinion he had the best roster going into the season, but he is now 5-7 and seven with an 8-4 and four team ahead of him in his own division and a significant 150-point gap between him and the bottom playoff teams in terms of tiebreakers. I wouldn't put him at 0% chance like ESPN has, but it's likely that one of the highest-ranked teams at the start of the season is likely going to miss the playoffs. This is also a great time to point out the Mitchell Street curse has once again kept the previous season's champion from making the playoff as it has every year. Congratulations, Chris, for not breaking the trend. Now moving up the standings and into the next tier of teams, we have the five teams who are not guaranteed a playoff spot yet, but are all in the running. There's Joe, Nate, and Stitches all at seven and five. I'm 6-6, six and six, and Brandon, like we mentioned, is barely in the race at 5-7. and seven. The difference between Brandon and Eric, both being at 5-7, and seven, is Brandon doesn't have that huge tiebreaker disparity that he has to make up in the next two weeks to even possibly get in the playoffs. Winning the last two games and ending the season at 7-7 seven and seven still gives him a chance to win in the playoffs, assuming that three out of the four of the other teams that have the chance to make it lose all their games and score fewer points than Brandon. There's a lot of clauses there, but it's not out of the question. Brandon's gonna be fighting for his life next week against the current second seed, Jason, who has been on a hot streak himself, just like Dan has. Since I'm six and six, I don't have quite as many hoops to jump through as Brandon does, but I definitely have an uphill battle. I can go one and one the next two weeks and still make the playoffs, but then I'd still be hoping for that same kind of luck that Brandon is hoping for. Ideally, I went out and eight and six 
and can knock someone else out of the playoffs. But my team has been in a bit of a downward spiral, scoring less than 112 points in five of the last six weeks. Things are not looking like they'll get any better considering there's rumors that Zeke is going to be resting a bit and I'm being forced to start Kevin Coleman, you know, that amazing Jets running back as a RB2 this week. My only hope is really that Cooper Cup scores 50 points a week and just keeps my te team alive and maybe Patrick Mahomes comes out of his bye learning how to play football at a high level again. I also have some really tough matchups, first against Joe and then ending the season against Dan, so it's going to be tough. For the three teams tied at 7-5, and five, it's going to come down to who screws up the least. Statistically, two of those three teams should absolutely make the playoffs, and it's likely that all three will make it, but of the three, Stitches has the hardest path since he has a disadvantage in tiebreakers. Unless he has two great games at the end of the year, it's unlikely he'll take anyone over in terms of tiebreakers, meaning he could miss the playoffs thanks to that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll point out that even I'm beating Stitches in tiebreakers, so it's a possibility that Stitches and I end up with, a, with the same record and I could sneak in above him. Joe and Nate are still in lockstep as they've been all season, battling out for who is going to get the division title there and have the chance at a first round bye in their best case scenario. But even though they're tied, they've had opposite trajectories in the last few weeks. Joe's been making a strong push to catch up to Nate, who started out as the last undefeated team this year, but Nate has had some horrible luck with injuries. Currently, five out of seven bench spots are loaded players who are not going to play. Likely not this week, possibly not next week, possibly could be out for all the playoffs. Joe has outscored Nate in four of the last five weeks, and he has a much healthier roster I think Robert Woods is the only one that's seriously hurt there, and he is looking at the return of Kareem Hunt to the Browns at the right time. If Nate can cobble together one more win in the next two weeks and drag himself to the playoffs, he'll be pushing his playoff streak to three, which will be the longest streak in the history of the league. Joe seems to have the upper hand overall in terms of finishing first in the division. He's got easier matchups to end the year, a slight edge, like. 10 points maybe in tiebreakers, and like we mentioned, he's got the much healthier team. Now, the top teams of the league, the three teams tied at 8 and 4, Cody, Jason, and Dan. We already talked a bit about Dan, but these three have just 50 points separating the first and third place, meaning these last two weeks still have huge implications for the rankings of the playoffs, even though they're already both guaranteed both, even though all three are guaranteed a spot. Only the first two seeds get the bye in the first round. Right now, that's Cody and Jason, but Dan is definitely not out of that conversation. Of the three, Cody has been struggling the most in the last few weeks. Definitely doesn't help that his trade for Christian McCaffrey just kind of blew up in his face. He made the trade basically for the sole purpose of having CMC come back after he's been shut down for his fantasy playoff, but now CMC's shut down for the season in real life, and Cody has essentially given away Henderson for nothing. He's also been dealing with the injury to Aaron Jones, so if Cody can just hold on, get through the last two weeks, he might be okay considering Aaron Jones should probably be back in time for the playoffs. Hopefully Amari Cooper is too. Hopefully he's done dealing with COVID, but luckily he's going up against Derek this week, who was trending up until recently after last week's loss. He's officially out of the playoffs, but maybe Derek can at least play the spoiler here. 
Jason is in a very similar spot as Cody, losing Dalvin Cook last week, likely for the last two weeks of the fantasy season, if not for the playoffs. And having to deal with the Packers' bye, meaning he'll be starting Joe Burrow instead of Aaron Rodgers. But unlike Cody, Jason has not been on a downward trend. I have not been a believer of his team since day one. And he used to have the bad points for total to justify my opinion. But in the last few weeks, he's really turned it on, scoring well over his average points. And he's propping his team up with a few big weeks to get him right near the top of the pack for his points for. So I have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, of the three teams, Dan and Jason are most likely the safest right now. Neither have a team behind them in the division who could overtake their top spot in the last two weeks. So even if they lose both games in the next two weeks, neither of them have the possibility of dropping out of the top four. Cody, on the other hand, has the most to lose with Stitches right behind him, just one game behind in the standings. And a big shout out to the North Division again this year we have a chance to send all three teams to the playoffs, which no other division can claim. So that means week 13, what games are we looking at that's going to have the most implications for the playoffs? Looking ahead, we have two spotlight games. The biggest matchup of the week is the one between Stitches and Nate. Two teams, both 7-5, and five, both second in the division. A win for either team will be a huge boost in their chances of taking their division, and the winner of the game will hit the Magic 8 number, guaranteeing a playoff spot, while the other one is going to have to try to do it in Week 14. The other game is the one between Joe and myself. I am in win-or-die mode, so that alone makes this game super important for me, but Joe also has to win if he wants to guarantee that playoff spot, hit that those eight wins and top spot in the division unless he wants to put his team's destiny in the hands of stitches which I would definitely not recommend we're getting near the end of the season it's been a good one I think it's probably been one of the most competitive seasons at least throughout the whole year we've had in a long time so I'm excited to see how it ends the playoffs should be fun as long as I make it as always I hope you all lose peace <laughs>